0: Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com. We have exciting news. You can now afford to have your own freeze dryer. That's right. For the first time ever, it's possible to have a freeze dryer in your home. It was invented right here in America by Harvest right. With this new appliance, you can freeze dry your own food and it will last 25 years. Imagine freeze drying fruit, vegetables, meat, and your own homemade meals. It's as easy to use as a microwave. Learn more about this amazing home freeze dryer at HarvestRight.com. Again, that's HarvestRight.com
2: you've just joined the prepper broadcasting network where we promote self-reliance and independence the views and opinions expressed are strictly those of the host or their guests visit us in the interactive chat room at prepperbroadcasting.com
3: to the Prepping Cabinet Radio Show. I got Forest here, which is me, and we got Kyle across the table. It is Friday night. We're coming to you live from the Prepper Broadcasting Network. Um, if you're on Blog Talk Radio listening to us right now live, you can just switch over to go to PrepperBroadcasting.com. We have an interactive chat room. We got people in there chatting. Tell me how hot it is on this winter survival show, which is is odd.
4: You know, I blame Al Gore. Blame blame Al Gore.
3: But, um, hey, we are the Prepping Academy. You can find us at preppingacademy.com. We have our contact information. I have my bio. Kyle has nothing. He's completely stealth. Yep. And so. gray man. Gray man. You can't be a gray man when you're on a radio show. Sure I can.
4: I have no Facebook. I have no Twitter. No Instagram. No nothing. Dude, you don't exist. It's actually me on the other side. That's <laughs> why I should be on hunted and you should Oh no. You, you would get caught in the first few hours. No.
3: Hey but guys we're live every Friday night on Purple Broadcasting Network. Hey if you don't catch us live, we're always in the podcast. You can we're in all the different places for a podcast. So we appreciate it if you subscribe and vote us up
4: and write a paper, send it to the New York Times. Would be awesome. Or CNN. We or hear CNN. They're looking for hey, you know legitimate we're
3: stuff. not we're not fake news though.
4: No, we're not fake news. No.
3: So, um, so last night, Kyle, we had a prepper meeting here in the Carolinas. Yeah. We had eighty-two people, if you count the two kids.
4: So sure should, they were all people?
3: Yeah, they were people. Eighty-two okay. people. It was a large crowd.
4: It was. It was a pretty big crowd.
3: It, it was some good teaching. We uh, what did we what did we learn about?
4: Well, there's a lot of natural medicine stuff. Natural first aid. Natural first aid. Mhm. Yeah. She
3: was awesome. Wasn't she everyone. She always brings out a big crowd. Yeah. Um, her name's Ellie. Ellie Mental on the internet. And um, but it was good. We had a good time. I mean, people at nine o'clock, no one was leaving.
4: No, there was. A, you know, I was there with a friend, and there was so many people that standing in line buying up products and yep. stuff like that. It was, it was mm-hmm. really cool. Yep. Which is kind of you know nice because if if you're going to those prepper meetup groups, it kind of gets you used to you know hey what what skills and what what can you make that you have to barter with and right you know it's good practice.
3: Yep. So it was good. Everybody had a good time last night, and so and so. But other than that, Kyle. How was your week? I know I always ask that, and people tell me, That's, I hate when you ask that. And I'm like, oh, well, Well, then
4: someone consider them. it then. You is. know what?
3: It's like they don't care.
4: Yeah. C- can't, we, can't we all just get along? Yeah. Can't we be cordial? <laughs> Conversation among gentlemen. How was your week for us? How weeks? was your week? My week was decent. De- De- decent? That's it? Decent. Yeah, it was just decent. It was average. We miss our ang-
3: our meeting. We usually meet on Wednesday nights. Yeah. Talk about the show. Talk about other things. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't make it. Because Why?
4: Why,
3: why, work, 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 work. And of all the bad things you said about retail, Dude,
4: this is this is different. It's a better environment. But I'm not going to bore people with with that sort of stuff. Maybe more <laughs> important things to talk about. right? And
3: you're back in retail, is uh, just, just for a
4: little bit. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's easy. It's relaxing. I mean,
3: you're not just you're not just a retail guy, but you're no.
4: so anyway.
3: Anyway, um, so are you gonna ask me how my week was?
4: I already did. You didn't pay attention. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, it wasn't that great.
3: No, it was good. I mean, anytime there's, a, I have a prepper meeting, and we we're starting a new city as well. So that's been um, taking some time. We're starting in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Is going to have a meet up. Vietnam. Vietnam, no, dude. I was in the Air Force in Fayetteville, and back you know when we had biplanes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and so we're starting that one up, and so it's um that's been on the phone doing some things, planning that, so that's it's always like doing things, it's taking my hobby a little bit further, expanding, getting people some education, on prepping, yeah. so I always enjoy that,
4: yeah, you know on, on top of our week, so it was a kind of an interesting week in the news, lots of stuff going on. Are you I, talking I, about conspiracy theory-wise or just oh,
3: there was, a, there was There
4: was there's some conspiracy theory okay. stuff that's come to light. And there was also, obviously, the Trump's little rampage on CNN, which I love that. I like that, too.
3: I wish they would taken a shoe off and threw it at the reporter. That
4: would have been great. Yeah, you remember the
3: reporter threw yes. it at – yeah, that would have yeah, been great yeah. if Trump would have taken it and just it, hit him right in the head.
4: You know, but it's really interesting. There's a bunch of stuff going on right now. I mean, I'm sure you heard about the Russians uh, – you know, talk about the provocation along the, the Polish border where we're sending, what was it, 2,500 tanks and yep. uh, maybe like 5,000 vehicles and numerous troops. One of the largest buildups of uh, military since the Cold War ended. The U.S. is sending troops? Yeah. So Obama
3: is sending troops right now.
4: Well, that's still the current president. Okay. Hmm. So very, very interesting. And then, uh, you know, there has been a lot of Russian diplomats who have been... Showing up dead.
3: And we ship one out. You remember that?
4: Mm-hmm. So. It's very interesting.
3: Do you think Obama's
4: trying to start something
3: before he leaves?
4: You know, it, it really wouldn't surprise me. Um, but it, it's more than that. I mean, there was a, what was it, a bombing by Israel over in Syria. On, I want to believe a military airport. Mm-hmm. You have that going on. Um, which which kind of raises questions as to what hostility there's going to be because, obviously, Syria in no real position to respond on their own, particularly against a nation like Israel. If they provoke war, they're going to get squashed. But Syria has made themselves allied with Russia. Right. Which begs the question, if there's you know further escalation, would Russia step in you know, at the behest of Syria to attack Israel?
3: I don't think so. I, I I well I do think some big event has to happen soon because I believe and you believe people that believe I guess in the Bible there has to be a seven-year peace treaty signed at some point. The only way that can be signed is I think a big event happens then everyone calls for peace and everyone signs it. How else are you ever going to get Israel and Palestine to sign an agreement? They're not going to
4: unless yeah, something
3: big happens.
4: It's not going to happen. And there's been a lot of pushback right now with what, what the U.S. has done in the Obama administration with John Kerry over there. And, yeah, I and think Obama is just trying to just, you
3: know, and the biggest, the biggest event that's happened in the last year happened a couple of weeks ago.
4: No yeah, which was what? Um,
3: in the UN, where we didn't veto the the Israel um, resolution.
4: What typically happens whenever we go against Israel? I don't know. If you look at it historically, <laughs> whenever we've gone against Israel and not been there... Have we ever?
3: I didn't know we uh, ever there, There's been a few times okay. in history
4: where we've, we've not gone along with them, supported them the way that we should. And there tends to be... Events that take place that, you know, we, we kind of end up uh, getting spanked for it. And it's not necessarily them. A lot of people, a lot of pastors say that it's, it's God's judgment, mm-hmm. and, you know, and varying there's opinions, some, obviously. There's
3: definitely some verses about that in the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, but that's that's what I'm concerned about is the Israel thing.
4: Yeah. Well, then we also had, you sent me an article earlier today from someone who is, you know, an active listener someone's in the... Uh, the proper, he's, you know, he's a
3: writer. Sort of thing. Yes. Yes. Um,
4: talking about, what was it, the National Guard General in D.C. D.C. yep. Basically forced out. His last day is going to be on Inauguration Day. He was responsible for the inauguration. Right. So, you know, basically pulling all the, what was it, the CIA, Secret Service, FBI, DHS, and the National Guard for security for that. You wonder why. I
3: mean, it's kind of interesting because he's going to be, I mean, of course, Trump or whoever made this decision – doesn't take power until 1201 that day. And yep. that's when he's been asked to leave at that exact minute. That's, I mean... So people are saying there's a conspiracy theory around that. Is that your conspiracy theory of the week? Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Okay, okay. No, so that no. is interesting. As a matter of fact, people have... I haven't heard anyone tell me the their, their reasoning or why it's happening. But, but I've heard... I've seen or read or people called me and said, this is very interesting. That's all they're saying. Yeah. Because they don't know what to put. They don't know what to, I guess, they don't have any information to put with that to make it something. Because everyone wants to make it something. They just don't know the information, what information to connect to it.
4: Yeah. Well, I know I've seen it on SHTF plan, Zero Hedge, and Mm -hmm. then Stars and Stripes, I think was the originating article. So it's it's, it's definitely interesting. We'll we'll kind of see. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of theories out there. And, you know, some of the pushback um, by the intelligence community right now for Trump calling them out. It's, you know, some people have said, you know, hey. He's going to do a clean house. I mean, he has to at this point. Well, some people are a little bit, we'll we'll just say, scared that the intelligence community is going to pull something maybe like they did with JFK. Something might be done to
3: Uh, take him out. Is that yeah. your conspiracy theory? No. Okay. No. Uh,
4: <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of conspiracy flying around, you know. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, throwing those out there because it's not out of the realm of possibility.
3: It, it, you know, I posted something on our private Facebook page earlier this week, which you, you're not on Facebook, so you don't use nope. the information that Kyle doesn't get because he's not on Facebook and his social media sites. He doesn't really understand what he's missing. But anyway, um, so I, I didn't know. You know, if I talked to you about this, but I got on Monday, like three or four phone calls from people. Two people I never even met before. At least they said they met me at prepper camp.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Asking me what's going on, what's going on with this, what's go- And I had no idea. I'm just, I was just some weird vibes I was getting. So I posted it on the internet, on our special private group, and. You know, in the beginning, everyone's like, "Well, not really hearing anything." And Then yeah. all of a sudden, different people are hearing different things. And one, I mean, just today was posted about the um, the um, the guard. Yeah. You see, yeah. the guard chief for yeah. DC was asked to resign. And of course, you can't put any information with that, so you don't know what it is, what it means. But there's some weird things when when the when Trump said that he leaked some information to the CIA and then he told the CIA and they were the only people that knew because he made it up. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about this?
4: No. no, no.
3: He said he gave the CIA some information and it was leaked. And that's when he knew the CIA was leaking his information. So So he he basically
4: was hunting down the mole.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I guarantee you we're going to have all new leaders I don't
4: know if that's good or bad. I think it's good because if you look within you know, the Pentagon themselves, they've been reporting over in Syria that we have Pentagon-backed forces that are fighting CIA-backed forces over in Syria. And these CIA-backed forces are the ones that are actually with ISIS. So yeah, You
3: told me that. Is that, that your conspiracy? No, no
4: that's, okay. that's just fact. Well, that's let's get to the point. Part. Let's get to this. What is oh, – all my, oh, my conspiracy theory of the week. Your conspiracy theory of the easy, week. You didn't even say – can I get a drum roll? Okay, awful drum roll. All right, very you. short thank you so deep underground military bases people have been talking about those for years um basically you know you've heard about colorado denver norad i've been uh, to the door you've been to the door mm-hmm. you weren't allowed in
3: I, I we were we didn't go there to go in we had uh, a meeting outside the door i was in colorado, when i was in the air force
4: what a tease i know it's horrible it's well, horrible
3: back then it was still still kind of secret
4: yeah You know, it's kind of funny because years ago, these places weren't so much of a secret. It was like, hey, they're there. I I know my old man was at one in Virginia, and he said he walked into this place, and it was literally like there were not skyscrapers, but there were large buildings in there. Like, you were walking into this place. and
3: Underground? Underground. Oh, come on.
4: Yeah. Mm. So, I, I... you know, we have the technology. Like Atlantis?
3: Oh, my word. Okay, no, keep going. Not, not like, I it, can't it, call it, your dad it, a liar, though, but I can, no, call, my, you, my, I can my, call you
4: one. My old man is probably the furthest person from being a conspiracy theorist. Like, okay. Any stuff going on, he just he watches CNN or Fox, and he's like, that's what it is. That's that's just what it is. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, yeah, you know, but there has been – I mean, look at our defense spending. Uh uh-huh. Where does all that money go to? Yeah.
3: Uh, was how, how 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 expensive was the president's plane going to be? Four billion? No. But,
4: but you know, whenever they whenever they break this down and they do their you know their cost analysis and that, it's like you know hammer five hundred dollars toilet seat cover okay. three thousand dollars, you know.
3: But your conspiracy theory again is not a good one.
4: It, well, it
3: stinks because how, how, we know there's military bases underground.
4: Do you, know, do you know for a fact, We oh, know
3: Greenbrier. We know NORAD. No,
4: no, no. We but know, I mean. There's a more intricate network okay. of these. There's been rumors for years. You've heard, I, mean, I can't believe you've never heard these, that there's like ones that actually connect throughout the entire nation.
3: No one believes that.
4: Oh, there's tons of people who believe that. Th-
3: that's impossible for them. That's, no one believes that.
4: You don't believe it.
3: I know. That's. I mean, we dig a tunnel from Boston six miles, and it takes them 15 years.
4: Have you ever seen construction workers, he says? Well, I, I
3: know. I know, but, I mean, that tunnel, the big dig, took 15 what, years what do you think to about dig. Tru-
4: what do you think about the truckers, though, who come out and say, hey, I got into this tunnel, I was driving these goods, and I went 50 miles through this tunnel, They're got through this under— so they're just outright liars.
3: Oh, there's so many outright liars in this nation, you wouldn't believe it, Kyle. That's what you're doing. You think everyone's honest.
4: You're right. I try and see the best in people, including <laughs> well, you. I don't.
3: Oh. <laughs> I hate all people until otherwise no, proven yeah, different.
4: It. I hate all people, too. Not all people. If you're listening, you're probably okay.
3: Yeah. But So your conspiracy theories, is there underground bases throughout the United States that
4: are all connected? Yeah, oh, I mean, oh,
3: and through Walmarts. Oh, I read that once. See, yeah. Sometimes the Walmart. Is well, I also,
4: I mean, I also heard there, there's there's a balance because it's, it's it's like there's a grain of truth in everything. I also heard that UFOs were blowing them up and running out the, the underground cabal and going after all these people and everything. I, I'm not going to push it that far. I don't think there's, there's quite that. But I think there's definitely a more expansive network of underground facilities for, the continuity of government than what we actually know about.
3: But I I don't think there's a tunnel longer than three miles that the government's ever built. It's just too expensive, time-consuming, and it's hard to hide.
4: It's underground. How is it hard to hide? The equipment. You know when that. How, how many machines, people? Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. How many people get on a plane every day and fly into Area 51, and we still and we don't. we
3: take photos of every one of them,
4: and we don't know anything about what's in there.
3: Oh, we know. People what know do we, What do we know? On. Tell we me. We know that that's where they test and create planes. I mean, there's so many documentaries on what goes on there, and. It, if, if we knew exactly what went on there, the shows wouldn't have a, a show. They'd go, oh, it's just another – but anyway, it's
4: just a, so. So all the UFO spottings, you can tell me those are all –
3: room, There's rooms in, in the Pentagon. We don't know what they talk about, but that doesn't make it – I mean, that's good that we have secrets. No. Our government needs no, – Oh, god said no
4: secrets. Di- no, no. No, bad. Bad for us. Bad.
3: No, our military needs secrets. <laughs> we don't need to know them. That remain. Oh. That makes me think of the movie Sneakers. You ever watch that? Too many secrets. Nope?
4: No. No. Okay. Was this back in the sixties?
3: Dude, it was Robert Redford. Man, it was a good movie. Okay. Some people will, will know what I'm talking about. So, you know, I love that movie. Yep, that was a good movie. So, um, so tonight. Okay. So last week we had Snowmageddon
4: what in Carolina. It was a waste.
3: I mean, we some places, like 20 minutes from here, got six inches of snow. Yeah. And it was freezing. The temperatures got down to, what, minus?
4: They get down to minus. They were they were down. Some places were, like, single digits. Single digits in their area. Yeah. Now, now it's all going to be in the 50s and 60s over for the next 10 days. So it's just absolutely wonderful. Because we fell a week behind. Had we done this last week, it would have been perfect timing.
3: Yeah. And so this week... It's 80 degrees outside, and yeah. we're doing winter preps.
4: Yeah. I mean, it, it is. We are just entering winter, and usually, North Carolina, we typically get our snow in February. Mm-hmm.
3: Typically. I, I am all for global warming, though.
4: Dude, I, it's too hot. I, I can't. I can't. No, um, I won't global warming. I'm well, going to have well, hot your species temperatures. species can terraform the planet and take over. Yes. Finally, admit, it. Forest is yes. reptilian. That's my conspiracy theory of the week. There we go.
3: So at least G-Man says it's snow. He said it's going to hit 30 in a couple of days, he hopes. That's our producer. So at least he is in an area where it's cold. So we're going to talk about winter preps, which I regretted this subject all week. I just don't I, like it's, it. It's like, it's like bug out bags. You know, 16 guys named Billy and one guy named Bob, they've all done this, and 100 of them, and they do it every year. So how are we going to be different?
4: You're so you're so pessimistic. I know, man. Peter, you know, this is why this show... Yellow
3: snow is really good for you.
4: Dude, I don't know what prepping channel you've been watching. <laughs> I do not know. So winter preps, man.
3: We, we've got to talk about winter preps. And winter... I mean, again, we're talking to most of our listeners who are experienced preppers.
2: And
4: they're experienced, but... Let me give a little bit of my perspective. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We're talking, you're thinking winter preps in terms of today. You're thinking what happens tomorrow if there's a snowstorm and I'm all inconvenienced by being out of power for three or four days while Duke Power, you know, puts the power lines back up that they should have buried underground to begin with. And, you know, there's no more bread or, you know, milk Mm -hmm. at Walmart, et cetera. But what happens whenever there's a total grid down scenario and you're just without power, and now you're faced with a significant winter. Personally, I believe that the North and parts of the West are going to lose a significant amount of their population in the first winter. Significant. I I would say more than half. I would say 60, 70%. So you're based saying if, on if the grid goes down, if the grid oh, goes yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Okay. Keep going. So, so this isn't just about. It's an easy prediction. Yeah. This isn't just about today. This is okay. about down the road. And I mean, I, I'll be honest. Mm hmm. I look. I don't look forward to people you look going that way to doomsday. We know that. But the, you know, if people are unprepared and a lot of maybe say the golden horde gets taken out by freezing temperatures, they should pay the price. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's less on my shoulders. I'll put it that way.
3: Okay. Okay. So, so you're saying? Okay, I did not look at it from that perspective about when the grid goes down. We're all freezing our butts off. We have to cut firewood every single day to survive. So that's what's not
4: and it's not just firewood, you need to consume more calories. Okay, right. So there's, okay. there's a there's a lot that goes into your winter preps. You could literally, depending on where you're located geographically, you could be spending six, seven months just preparing for your next winter. Okay. So that's a good
3: spin. I I'm not sure I've heard most of most of the shows and what I've read are for this winter. Yeah. Prepping for this winter.
4: Yeah, I don't, I don't really care not about this winter. Not prepping for
3: the grid goes down. So yeah. that's good. That's a good twist. I have yeah. yet to... Okay. You I know mean, what happens whenever you're well So all my notes I got here... Are useless. Are useless now. Yeah, because you're not, you're not a big thinker like me. So...
4: <laughs> so... Um, no, not, but.
3: But I have prepared for winter. So I... Okay. I'm experienced
4: at this. So the first I've thing i doing this. The first thing I was going to talk okay. about is kind of my experience, because you know I grew up in Chicago. I didn't grow up here, and you know my initial experiences with winter were dealing with the rivers freezing, backing up, causing flooding. Um, knowing where you're at geographically and what your your threats are in those regions, because I'll tell you right now, that ice builds up. You don't have people manning a dam. Dam bust. Mm-hmm. You're SOL. Mm-hmm. In a very, very bad way. Um, on top of that, what happens whenever your water lines break? What happens when your well freezes? How are you going to you get... See,
3: you're talking this winter now. I'm talk... No, I'm talking even down the line. Well, down the line, when your, your pipes aren't going to freeze. You probably won't have water.
4: Uh, those who are actually on wells okay. and they have solar backup systems, Okay. they will. Okay. So those are things they need to be thinking about, not just for this winter, mm-hmm. but down the road. Gotcha. Okay. You know, another thing is how do you bug out during the winter? You don't. I mean, there's even a Bible verse that specifically talks about bugging out in the winter. Give it to me. You don't I, I can't remember the verse off the oh, top of my you, head, but, it, well, but it you can
3: bring it up and not have
4: it ready. But there there is a Bible verse that actually does say that Thou shall you, take bug out bag. Yeah, yeah. White
3: bug out bag. Yeah, take a white going, bug
4: out bag with the, the Arctic camo. Yes. Yeah. Dude. No, but it does say that okay. you know, if you have to flee that you should pray this, that it's not during the this winter. This
3: show has got um at least forty or thirty five more minutes. You need to find that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's your show.
3: <laughs> so my first thing I wrote down is you gotta have a plan. You gotta have a plan, you gotta have a plan, you gotta have a plan. No matter what time of year it is, you gotta have a plan. And even even if we're talking long term, we're prepping for a grid down that's going to last for a long-term or, you know, brown or roaming brownouts, yeah. you got to have a plan. And that that's from communication. That's to having, um, you got to write down things you need and you, you got to start with it on paper before you start with your cash Yeah, and your training. You got to know, you got to think through this. So if, if, if I'm bugging in, in my house, what do I, what's one of the things I need here in my house?
4: Let me give you a really good example. I said about bugging out. Mm-hmm. Do you have kitty litter in your house? Who? Kitty litter. Um, no. Do you have any sand? I do have sand. Okay.
3: Which is my outside sandbox, which actually has turned into kitty litter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, there, you, there you go. I don't know
4: <laughs> if that's quite the same thing I'm talking about. Okay. But what happens whenever there's a grid sound scenario, Say, say it would happen a week from now. Say there was an EMP thread or whatever. Maybe your vehicle still works. Maybe it doesn't. Mm-hmm. You need to get down the roads, and now the roads are blocked with ice and snow. Mm-hmm.
3: I know K-Lib gives you traction.
4: No, so it's not just for traction. It's for helping to put the weight over your tires to stabilize your vehicle as well. Oh, okay. So a lot of vehicles that are front-wheel drive, you put those over the back tires, and mm-hmm. it gives you a little extra stabilization. Okay. So like whenever I drove down during Again, Hurricane Sandy, okay, I had 150 pounds over each rear tire.
3: I actually saw a truck when I went to Salisbury the other day that had wood in the back of his truck, and it snowed on top of it. It Mm -hmm. was like he put it there so it could give him traction in the back. But anyway, then again, you're talking about immediate winter. I thought we were going to talk about – It's
4: both. It's both. Did I not say bug out? Dude, bug out.
3: okay. I I, I completely have to call you on that because if the power goes out, I don't care if there's EMP or not, and it's winter – yeah. There'll be no traveling. Zero, none, zero. Really? You'll get shot, killed, or something. Yes.
4: You don't think there's going to be a grace
3: period? No. You don't
4: think there's a? You don't oh yeah, think for the
3: first few, first few weeks, possibly. Yeah. But after and, that, and during that time, dude, that's what I'm saying. So, but that's so short of a time. That's why you have to be prepared. You do have to be prepared. That is true. Okay. So I said plan, and in my plan, you got to, you can list out some of the things, but. Um, I think the most important thing in any winter survival environment is shelter. So you've got to have shelter. Yeah. And snow itself can be a shelter. Yeah, it can. But, and matter of fact, I teach that in my survival classes that I teach about building shelters with snow or debris, whatever. um, You know, just things in nature. But, with if we live in North Carolina, you can drop me off anywhere in North Carolina, and with within a three-hour walk, I can find a house. I don't care where you drop me off. I can find a house within three hours. So that means you can find shelter.
4: Only not for someone in there. They might shoot you.
3: Well, that we're not going there. But shelter is easily available in the Carolinas. So, sure, you can build a debris hut, but why wouldn't you just go under someone's house and sleep or something, you know, a better environment? So but shelters, I think, one of the most important things.
4: Hmm. I, I mean, yeah, shelter is very important, obviously, because you don't want to freeze to death. But then also you have, you know, your calorie intake. So, it, like, for for example, do you adjust your everyday bag in your vehicle during the wintertime?
3: Well, I just put, I, I got a new vehicle.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And when I put my, my items that I put in my vehicle, I did put some winter items in there. Yes,
4: no. So, do you adjust your bug out bag for winter clothing? Because I like I rotate mine. So, like during spring and summer, I keep one set of clothes. During winter, I, I cycle it out and put other clothes in there.
3: I used to do that until I bought the right clothing.
4: There, there's there's a drastic difference between 90 degrees. Not really. And
3: I don't think there is because my all my undergarments are all the same. They're they're the dry fit. Uh-huh. My socks are the dry fit socks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, sure, I have a pair of shorts. That's all you need in the summer, and maybe a long sleeve shirt. But my long sleeve shirt for the sun protection. But that also goes right into my winter preps. And then I have a wool, some wool clothes in there as well, which wool is also can be useful in the summer as well. So a few things change. My rain gear is still in there. Um, I have boots and t- so I do
4: both. So why do I now have the mental image of you wearing long johns with shorts and a blue polo on? Top? man! I the got windies in there. Yeah.
3: but a lot of it's the same for me. Um, I do care a little bit more because I'm in, in North Carolina. Like this week, it could be 80 degrees today, and mm-hmm. it was 10 last week. Oh yeah. And no, so absolutely. in the winter and summer I think you gotta carry both because even if you're in the mountains of North Carolina, in the summer it can still get below. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking we're, we're
4: talking strictly North Carolina. There's people yeah. all across the country. There's even some people, you know, listening well, and imagine in, you in Nevada. You
3: can go in the desert and it'd be a hundred degrees yeah. and that night it it, it gets down yeah, to so zero.
4: Exactly. You have to adjust yeah, appropriately adjust. And, and know your geography. I mean it's like People make the argument of making sure you have the camo appropriate for your location.
3: Yeah, that's yeah. I don't do that. I don't do that. That's just cost too much. Yeah. Um so um I said um so a bug out bag. I'm assuming that all everyone listening to this has a bug out bag or they start at one or they have some type of bag. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah. I mean I mean, you're listening to a prepping show, you should have a bug out bag. Um and then I put down here is radios and comms and comms. I need to turn my radio, my Skype down here. Um but then everyone's putting in the in the chat room about layers. Oh, layers, 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 layers. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially in winter. Yeah. And so here's the thing. So we're going to plan for a long-term grid down in the winter. And you you're somewhere, either in your house, someone else's house, some kind of bug out location, something. What items do you need there? You need tons of blankets. You need clothes.
4: The right clothes.
3: The white clothes. And more than what you have on.
4: Well, not not just because, obviously, you know, the current situation, but what happens whenever your clothes okay. get soaking wet? If you have to travel. mm mm-hmm. Are you sweat? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you don't You don't want to be over-insulated. A lot of people don't realize that. Okay, yep.
3: Um, and I'm going to come, when we come back from the
4: commercial break,
3: I'm going to tell you three things that you must buy for winter. And you're not going to like one of them, and I don't okay, care. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. So um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, here, um, here are a few commercials. Um, we'll be right back. Hey, let's take a quick break.
5: Has your data been hacked? Do you feel uneasy about the vulnerability of your personal information online? Were you involved in the target, LinkedIn, or Microsoft data leaks? Don't know? If not, then pay attention. Join Forrest Garvin from PrepperNet for a free webinar on privacy and security. Gain insights into safe internet browsing, VPNs, crafting online aliases, Secure emails, detecting if your data has been hacked, and managing passwords. Secure your spot today for this webinar on privacy and security. It's free. This webinar delves into comprehensive strategies for bolstering your online privacy. We've got you covered, from fortifying your passwords to shielding your financial information and mastering state-of-the-art encryption techniques. We're offering two convenient dates to suit your schedule. Reserve your spot now at PrepperNet.com privacy. Don't let cyber threats erode your peace of mind any longer. Take the first step toward a safer, more secure online experience by joining us for our free webinar. Remember, knowledge is power when it comes to safeguarding your privacy. Sign up now at preppernet.com/privacy. We'll see you there.
4: Hey, want to get the best deals possible on preparedness items locally and online? Check out the American Preppers Network Buyer's Club Membership, APN Gold. APN Gold members get exclusive benefits including access to discounts and specials to the best preparedness stores on the web. Save big by getting APN Gold today online at APNGold.com or dial 1234-JOIN-APN. That's 1234-JOIN-APN
2: or APNGold.com. Hey, Joe Alton, M.D. of store.doomandbloom.net here. And I'm nurse practitioner Amy Alton. And we're here to get you medically prepared. A lot can happen in the uncertain future, natural disasters, epidemics, terror events, but we're here with medical kits and supplies that will help make you a medical asset in times of trouble. From first aid kits for the trail to complete family medical survival kits, we've got an entire line to help you deal with injuries and illnesses in any scenario. Compare our kits to others and you'll agree that only our kits are assembled to work best when help is not on the way. So get a quality kit from a doctor and nurse practitioner and not some mass-produced knockoff. Often imitated, never equaled. That's store.doomandbloom.net, store.doomandbloom.net. And, hey, get the essential guide for when medical help is not on the way, the Survival Medicine Handbook, 3rd edition. Find it and the all-you-need-to-know Zika Virus Handbook on Amazon.com. Find peace of mind for your family at Forge Survival Supply. Founded by United States Marine Corps veterans, Forge is the premier destination for quality American-made survival and emergency preparedness products. Freeze-dried foods, water filtration, fire starters, fully equipped bug-out bags. Find everything your family needs to stay safe, protected, and nourished during times of uncertainty at ForgeSurvivalSupply.com. Delivery is fast, and it's free on all orders. Need help? Call our 24-7 support team. As a listener of this program, Forge Survival Supply would like to give you an additional 10% savings. That's right, an additional 10% off your entire order, plus free shipping by entering discount code SURVIVOR at checkout. That's ForgeSurvivalSupply.com, and use discount code SURVIVOR. Okay,
3: we're back. Appreciate that. Our sponsors, um, again, We are the Prepping, this is the Prepping Academy radio show. We are live on Friday nights, Eastern Standard Time at 9 o'clock. Um, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio. But we'd rather you listen to us on PrepperBroadcasting.com. And we are live um, on Friday nights. There's a live show every night on PrepperBroadcasting.com um, and some great shows. Hey, um, we're talking about winter preps. We got Kyle and myself. And, you know, I, I, I've been dreading this subject. And Kyle's kind of changed it. Changed a little bit on me, but that's fine because I like long-term survival. Um, I I, I don't like talking to um, preppers about what they can do next week because I like to talk to them about what to do for a year or two years down the road because most of the people we're around have been prepping for a while. Even the people come there. We have some new, you know, beginners. But you know they all understand what a bug out bag is. I mean, and, and that kind of stuff. So we take that for granted that people have that. Yeah. And but one of the things I would uh, I bought, and I was going to tell you one of the things, I, you know, three things, but one of the things I bought was a Mister Buddy heater. That sucker rocks. It's no, a little no, propane heater. You can l- use the little um, little um, Coleman kind of little mm-hmm. um, cylinders, or you can connect it to a big cylinder. But that thing puts out some heat, and it will last a good long time if you manage it right. So that I mean, that's one of my winter preps must have.
4: So so go ahead and list off your other two items here. So you're saying a a personal heater, like a little propane heater,
3: mm-hmm. and I'm saying a, a like a a Bell thing radio. Uh huh. Well but not only because of the calms but you get the the no wet, wet, uh, weather because you could be up at a retreat survival location whatever and you've got to get the weather the weather can tell you you know if a huge blizzard's coming um you know, again this isn't grid down like you went all grid down on me like you wish
4: for <laughs> i you know what depending on how bad your winter yeah. is you can't have a
2: very but the NOAA
3: radio, yeah. you've got to be able – I mean, you can tell what's coming up, and then you can make plans. Oh, tomorrow's going to be nice. We can cut firewood. You're not living by the weather. Instead of you, you, you can plan before it comes. Well, and so that's one I'm, of the things I'm,
4: that – I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell you something. Point go blank. And this is one thing I'm going to make a prediction of that a lot of people have forgotten about and do not add into their homes. They won't put in bug-out bags. and bug-out bags, I can understand, but you still have this threat whenever you have a tent. A lot of people are going to die, and particularly preppers, because of carbon monoxide. Most people do not regularly have their fireplaces clean. Mm. A lot of people don't realize that you don't want to be using your gas stove excessively to heat your home. The types of heaters, the types of fuels they put in their home, people trying to heat their cars and not realizing that they have exhaust leaks, there's that always happens, yeah, and that then, then can even happen in your tent. Yes, yeah. So a lot of people don't realize you need to have a carbon monoxide alarm. Yes, and proper well, ventilation.
3: Proper ventilation. I've got gas logs. Um, I've got the there's vented and unvented, and my logs are vented, meaning I gotta have a little crack, at the top of my, um, to go up to my chimney. Some of them are actually unvented. You don't need i mm-hmm. not sure how that works because carbon monoxide si- st- seems like it would build up. But the Mr. Buddy heater is um, awesome. I mean, even someone, someone in the chat room just says awesome. But it is cheap. Walmart had them on sale last year for $60, $66. Okay. And then you want the, the fitting that you can take a, a big-size propane tank and connect it to it. That thing puts out some heat. But that's mine. And And then I said... Um, a weather radio, and my third thing, because I had three, was solar charger. Again, no matter, what, it, solar is not going to keep you alive, but it's going to keep you sane. Everyone has games on their little phone. They got books. They got storage things, and that little solar charger can keep you sane by having a phone in your hand. It might not be connected to anything, but you can play games. You can Candy Crush. Read, crank, <laughs> you can you can read manuals. You can read all, I mean, I got 164, 100, no, 132 gigs on mine. That's a lot of books and, and PDFs. So I those, are your, those
4: are your top three things. That's my
3: top three things to okay.
4: have. So if you're driving along or you're walking along and you need to get somewhere and you break down or whatever, you're not thinking an emergency blanket or an emergency bivvy. Well, that's in my bug out bag. Okay. What about extra protein? What about, you know, extra beef jerky, extra ration bars? Um, but you're going to the extreme. No one, that that can even happen even if you're in a regular, everyday scenario where you, there's plenty of communications. There's been dozens of documented cases. It happens almost every year where a family's driving along somewhere. They go off the side of a road. Maybe there's a small accident. They wake up, and they're just covered in snow.
3: Well, you know how many cars get crushed by dump trucks, too? But you can't prepare for that.
2: <laughs>
4: no, you do no, no. Well, the dump prepare. truck, you can't. But the snow, whenever you're driving, a few things that you can add into your vehicle. Right, but well,
3: that's just – I mean, again, I came with this conversation that people would have a bug-out bag or something already in their car.
4: That they need to adjust for winter time. This is for winter survival. The
3: only thing you need to adjust is the clothing. Because everyone have – you're supposed to have three days worth of food in there.
4: And that three days will turn into about a day and a half.
3: And Right. And so, yes, yeah, so what you're saying is absolutely correct. Matter of fact, you can go to my car right now. I, can, I have enough food, emergency bars from TAC Bar, not an advertisement for them, But I got enough in there. I can live a week. I also have diarrhea for a week, probably if I eat them. Yeah, for, you know what? I'm going to challenge. We should. Up. We will live stream that. <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: No, <laughs> I mean, worse living in his car for a week.
3: But P, um, oh, someone did say that the um, the uh, Mr. Buddy has an oxygen sensor in it built in. Oh, good. So that's yeah. Um, but but I but that is true. You need a car kit. That's basic stuff. So that's where I was going on the – and so that's why – but uh, a weather radio, very few people have a radio uh, – weather radio. Very few people have a Mr. Buddy heater. Now, do I take that camping with me? First of all, I'm not going to be walking on a road with my bug-out bag, and it's snowing, and I'm in the middle of a blizzard. That's like saying, hey, I just want to kiss my butt goodbye. That, who would do that?
4: I would totally do
3: that. Well –
4: you know, I, not, I, would, I would. I got, absolutely a, I got a
3: house here, shelter here.
4: I'm saying. I, saying for I'm for the top if, I, if I need to get somewhere, okay. if, the, if there's you know circumstances that dictate, mm-hmm. you know, have you ever read Balto? Come on, come on, Forrest.
3: Yeah. Hey, someone asked uh, which shoulder charger. I am partial. Uh, there are many great ones, but Sun Jack is a sponsor of of me personally and my Survival um, Academy. But so, and the Carolina Prepper Network that we run here in the Carolinas. So I do love Sun Jack, but there's some other great ones out there. So, yeah,
4: you, you kind of have to follow the reviews, but I would yeah. agree with SunJack. Sun sure.
3: Jack. is is awesome. And they've been good to our listeners because we've given two away. And so um, we're actually, we'll
4: give one away. The other one is in the mail to give to the other person. Now, now let me ask you another question we're okay. on, while we're on topic and just, just kind of on the fly here. Can you drink? The, the snow. Can you just melt that down and prepare that for water just, you need just regularly? To, you can. All you need to do is
3: is warm it up to body temperature.
4: Really? Mm-hmm. Even when, are we talking whenever you're living inside city limits, or are we talking whenever you're living up in the mountains somewhere? It doesn't matter. It actually does.
1: Well, it, it,
4: it will carry atmospherical contaminants that will still be in the water that you still need to filter. Uh,
3: Oh, okay, so you're – oh, wait, but uh, – okay, maybe I didn't get snare correct. Is this to survive?
4: Yes, this, this is to survive. You, you drink need,
3: any water you can get. Unfiltered. Because if you don't, you're going to die. So even in my survival school, I tell people in North Carolina, if you see water mm-hmm. and you don't have any way to filter it, do your best, but drink the water. But you would still filter it. I would do my best to filter it, Yes. yes. But if yeah. you don't, I mean, if 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 you're, you drink the water because if someone gets lost in North Carolina, it's very unusual. You either they either die lost mm-hmm. because they probably didn't drink the water, or they get found within three days. So drink the water. You might get sick, but drink the water.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm saying for regular scenarios, not not necessarily yeah. just survival, but you, but okay, you obviously it, want to fill. Yeah,
3: good. you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to live off that every day. But if it's I mean, if your body needs water, you got to give your body water. Yeah. And there's no way to filter them chemicals out unless you you do a a full, you know, um, what do you call that? Um, deselt no. Distilling. Distilling. Yeah. Unless you distill, that's the only way you can get the, that you know the chemicals out. Yeah. Um. But you. But anyway. So so yes, you drink, but you can't drink cold water. You can't drink eat snow. I mean, and don't drink cold water
4: unless it has blueberry or raspberry flavoring Dead. or strawberry, right? Strawberries for girls. For
3: us. <laughs> so I came up with three items. And, so, and you know, some of the basics, you got to learn how to make a fire. You got to understand layers. You've got to in your house, because I thought, okay, what happens if fire goes out of my house? We do have natural, we have gas. What if gas goes out? Well, we do have fire. So I can rip my gas logs out of my fireplace and put wood in there tomorrow. I mean, it could take me 20 minutes to take my gas because I have a cutoff. I made them put a cutoff right there outside my chimney. As the gas goes into mm-hmm. my fire logs, I can literally unscrew that, make it a, a, a fireplace. We have firewood. But what we would do then is we would take blankets and plastic and wrap line the entire room where the fireplace is. And to insulate it. So that room would be, and we would, everything we do would be in that room. We would move to that room to keep warm.
4: Now, while we're talking about that, we had a little discussion before the show went on. Mm-hmm. And we were talking, you've seen, obviously, we discussed it, the terracotta heaters, taking, yes. taking one of your pots out of your mm-hmm. backyard. And when we had a little discussion, and you said you've heard no. And i personally tested these. And I've done I, I've, I've done tested that, them too. And I've also done them with, Cooling for your food. Cause that's another thing we need to cover is you talking about what you do with your food. If your power goes out, a lot of times you can just take it out. If you have enough snow, pack it up, put it out in the snow, particularly in a cooler or something along those lines. Right. And you're you're perfectly good. The idea is, and, and you were, you told me that you had someone, someone that was a scientist tell you, obviously it does not magnify the heat. The second law of thermodynamics does apply. You are not going to get more energy out of this than what the actual output is from the candle itself. And I was explaining to you, it is not supposed to you know, it multiply the heat. It's supposed to capture the heat and retain it, very similar to a Franklin stove or a cast iron stove that people would have in their homes. So if you do not have one and you have mm-hmm. enough candles underneath there, the idea is to maintain that heat and yeah. conserve it.
3: So what I did, and this was documented because I put this on Facebook.
4: Well, um, it's on Facebook. It must be true.
3: Well, I put it on Facebook. So – I put three candles. I made one of them little pots. Mm-hmm. Put a bolt in there, put the pot on top, put the three layers of pots so it catches the air mm-hmm. and it does keep it warm. But, but, yes, it did not change the temperature of the room at all. If I, I could put my hands around the pots and my hand, I could feel the heat. And it felt good. You oh, could actually, touch the
4: pot. Like I said, the idea is not – it would take you if days. If you put
3: that in a four-by-four-by-four by four by four box, yeah, it's it's going to take a long time for it oh, to Precisely.
4: It's, we're not talking about cast iron that's going to retain a, an enormous amount of heat and mm. be dissipating over a slow period of time. We're talking about terracotta, and we're talking about a very low heat source. We're not talking about a roaring flame. It's not like you have five logs in here burning. You have some tea lights. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that you're not going to be heating an entire room, but you're going to be capturing the heat over a longer period of time. So maybe if you have it burning for because, hours I mean, and hours. I mean, that works
3: in, in my survival class. We, I do show people how to properly heat rocks mm-hmm. and then put them in the ground this, underneath
4: you. I thought this was the part where you have you, – you show them where to put them on certain chakra points to do the massages. No, no. Oh, okay.
3: But how to heat them because if you heat some rocks, they'll explode. And how to how to heat them, how to put them in the ground, insulate them, put them in the ground, and then put a a a a a barrier between you and the rock so you don't physically cook mm-hmm. and how to stay warm from the ground and so so I understand the principle of a rock or something holding the temperature I mean, I understand that it just doesn't it it just I tested it and it made no difference in the temperature of the room. And that's what I was trying to do, to see if I could make the room warmer.
4: Yeah, It made me warmer by crouching over yeah, it. Yeah, and that's the point. It's, it's a small comfort for a, a defined space. It's yeah. not going to be for a long period of time to heat 2,000 square feet.
3: Mm-hmm. So quickly, everyone needs a car kit and a bug out bag. Yeah. So what's different? in your? See, my theory on my car, on my car kit is that it is packed full of stuff. Uh-huh. Because it cost me just pennies on a dollar for extra gasoline for that weight. So I, in my car, I could live food-wise out of my car for a month. I have that much freeze-dried food and emergency bars in there. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there's room in the back, in the trunk, that I can just stick it in there. So what you're telling
4: everyone right now is you have a bunch of junk in your trunk.
3: Well, I had a bunch of junk in my trunk, yes. But why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And so, um, and you know, but and probably my, ins, you know, clothing, is, I think is very important, but communications plans, because when you go on that hike or you're driving your car and when you run off the road, yeah. if people know where you are or where you were going, they know where to look.
4: Yeah. I think... I think what we need, and to that's having a plan. Definitively say here is, you should always be cycling through your bug out bag, evaluating, you know, what you need, what you don't need. Be practical about it. But for winter, you definitely need more food. Mm-hmm. You definitely need to adjust your clothing. And if you don't already have communications in there, you you need to adjust that because if you don't, you're you're gonna die. Right.
3: Oh bless you, Kyle just sneeze. That's your first radio sneeze.
4: Didn't you have like five one day?
3: I did. I couldn't stop. Yeah. Uh, um, But I mean, so the winter is. Would you say the winter is tougher than the summer? I will. Would you, I say it is because it requires more energy.
4: It does, and you can't escape it the same way you can the heat. Mm-hmm. Heat, you can get in the shade, you can take a break. You can get winter, in a stream, yeah. cool off. Yeah, winter is just unrelenting, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get a break from it at night. It's just going to get worse. Mm-hmm. It just, you can't, I mean, it takes energy for heat. Well, look at, look at the guys we see on Alone. Well, the guys and the girls we see on Alone. They're doing great, and then the cold weather comes along, and they're like, man, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Right done, right,
3: and um one thing that I, I do want to stress is if you i mean the one of the big what's the biggest killer when it comes to cold weather Hypothermia. yeah, so you want to keep dry at all times at all times, at all costs, so even if you're if you' like an alone when they go across a river, what do they do? They strip naked and go across. And they're yeah. freezing their cut but they know that that's best because when they get out they can dry off, put dry clothes back on.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So you
3: gotta stay dry and so and you gotta manage your body. So as you're chopping wood, you got to manage your sweat, you got to manage your breathing patterns, you gotta manage how much energy you actually use as you go as you chop wood. Wood is one of the fire Shelter and fire, I think, in winter are equally important
4: because yeah. you gotta have heat. You yeah, can have shelter it, and still in, freeze yeah. to death. But it's also important to realize you're not just gonna go out and just start chopping wood, and that's just gonna be good right. right away. You're better off if you. That's how people die more.
3: is yeah. chopping the wood, yeah. not from freezing. I mean,
4: yeah, you're best off to get on a plan where you have plenty of cords of wood going into that winter, and then once it starts to warm up, you start chopping wood. Mm-hmm.
3: But also for long-term plans, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of wannabe preppers. We see them every week, every month. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, you know, I've been coming to this for two years. Hey, do you have any food stored back? No, but I can't afford it. Yeah. I mean... And Gosh,
4: you then know, we talk about how much a bag of rice, how much a bag of beans, stuff like that costs.
3: Uh, $16 I, for a 50 pound bag of rice.
4: I think the biggest thing I want people to take away from this uh, and the idea behind doing this is it's not like a really lavish show. It's mm-hmm. not like we're sitting here like, oh, we're going to talk about AR 15 and all that right. stuff. We do,
3: we'll do that next.
4: Respect it. Right. R- respect winter. Respect winter. If, if you're a prepper and winter takes you out, you, you had it coming. Right. You you need to respect this. No different than you respect. Actually, I say you need to respect it more than you would respect an EMP or a nuke or something like that. Because regardless of what comes, winter's going to come every year.
3: And also, there are neighbors of yours, of mine, that they don't. They're not prepared. No. So I take it on myself to not only prepare. I mean, if if our power went out in the middle of winter. I think it's kind of my responsibility because I'm not going to be able to get to my bug out location. Then it's just power's gone out for a while is to take care of some of my neighbors. That means I got to have more preps than just for my family. I'll tell
4: you a good example. Whenever the the storm did come through, Mm -hmm. I had one neighbor who was burning some hickory. I went for a walk. I could smell that hickory from probably about a thousand yards away. Mm -hmm. So there goes your opsec right away during the winter. Your neighbors are going to know. Right. You have heat. Mm-hmm. So
3: food. one of the main challenges for my retreat, my survival group, was how do we keep warm in the winter and not give a signal? And we've we've addressed that, but how do you how do you have a fire, and not have smoke? And and um, we we have addressed that and come up with some solutions, but because the last thing we want is go hey there's someone, you know down the road down there you see that smell that, mm-hmm. so you got to eliminate that. So that's some retreat planning. Hey, guys, we got two minutes left. Again, this was an awkward show. I don't know. I don't like winter preps. I hate this show. Um, just, I just told you I felt uncomfortable with it. See, oh, we're no.
4: we're, we're polaris. I, I love winter. I know. I absolutely I know. love it. I, I think it. I think it really It separates the men from the boys. You just got to take
3: it serious. That's the big point, I guess, Larry. Yeah. Hey, we are live every Friday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Go to preppingacademy.com, Sign up for a mailing list. I barely, I mean, I hardly ever send out an email. Oh, I got a huge announcement. Huge. I forgot about this. Bill Fortune, William Fortune, the author of One Second After, Days of Wrath, um, One Year After, and um, The Final Day. I think it's the final day. He's Mm going to be on our show January 27th. That's this month, January 27th. Bill Fortune, Wim Fortune's going to be on the show. He's awesome. Um, so join us um, for that. Um, that's going to be good. I can't wait. I mean, I, I, talk, I was on the phone the other day in his car. He's having car problems, and I said, "Was it a EMP?" <laughs> if you haven't read the book, you wouldn't know that was. You wouldn't under get that. But um, so January twenty seventh, Bill Fortune. We're live next Friday night. What's our topic next Friday night? I don't know. We don't know. We'll let you know guys, we really pre- appreciate you guys listening, we know that we're not the best, we know that this is, we do our best I guess, we have fun Yeah. we have listeners, we appreciate you guys listening, and um, you know, we appreciate your support, your kind words um, we don't read your bad words, I guess I just.
4: no, I, I don't
3: we delete them So anyway, next Friday night 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be back. No. You know, preppingcannon.com. Any last words? last <laughs> 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 nice words? Why do you keep telling me last words? Play <laughs> you, you, next? No. you know nice words? No. Anyway, we'll see you guys
2: Today's broadcast has come to you through the courtesy of the Prepper Broadcasting Network. See our hosts, show schedules, archive programs, and more at PrepperBroadcasting.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Are you a prepper or homesteader looking to connect with like-minded people in your area? Looking to start your own preparedness group? Already have a group? Well, look no further than PrepperNet. PrepperNet is dedicated to personal responsibility, individual freedoms, and being self-reliant. PrepperNet has monthly meetings in over 100 cities where you can meet and learn with like-minded people in your area. PrepperNet, where preppers unite. Find us online at PrepperNet.com.